Hello friends and Happy New Year. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus. We are, of course, broadcasting right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia. If you're driving down the interstate, we would encourage you, as long as you get this radio wave, to stay tuned for this message today. And if you're not a Christian today, do not exempt yourself from listening to the teaching of the Word of God. Uh, Everything that is taught from His Word will help you not only to know about His promises and His provisions, but His very person. And we want you to know the God that is so gracious and so merciful that He would give His only Son. And we want you to know this Son, Jesus Christ, who would give His life willingly, freely upon the cross for your sins and mine, that we might be forgiven and live with Him forever. Praise God. I'm so glad to be a bringer of good news in a bad news world. And we want you to stay tuned. We're going to be talking about from the miry clay to the rock to stay. Amen. God's answer to prayers of sincere people uh, who put their faith in Him and God's establishment of their life as a lasting testimony to His mercy, His goodness, His grace, and His faithfulness from the miry clay to the rock to stay. We're going to be reading today from Psalm 40 verses 1 through 3. And before we read the scriptures, we would like to invite you, if you would like, to come to our website. You can type in THCOG, that stands for the Holy Church of God. We're an affiliate of Independent Assembly, uh, Assemblies of God International, in good standing since 1974. Over four decades, I have been the senior pastor here in Tampa, Florida, where this broadcast originates. Or you can type in Pastor Robert Venable, Pastor Robert V-E-N, V as in victory, hallelujah, V-E-N-A-B-L-E, Venable, and if you type that in, it will also take you to our website. We have a footprint, as they say, upon the internet, out of the millions of of different websites there are. Uh, We have been online long enough uh, that we're easy to find, and we welcome you to come. Statement of faith, uh, you can't buy anything. There's nothing for sale. We're not going to bother you. You have the freedom to listen or not to listen to any of the materials that are available there, just like it is with your radio. You can turn the dial, you can turn the radio off, but I pray that you will do neither because God loves you today and He wants you to know more about Himself and His great love for you and His Son and His salvation and His Holy Spirit that is right where you are right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not going to teach or preach alone because He is with us to help us to reach men and women, boys and girls for Jesus. So if you're a return listener, we welcome you. A first time listener, we pray that you will stay tuned. And if you're listening by computer anywhere uh, in the world, anywhere in the United States, we welcome you today. Psalm 40, verse 1, 2, and 3 on the subject from the Mary clay to the rock 
to stay. Let's talk about Jesus today. And let's talk about this great good God that we serve. Psalm 40. Uh, the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. I want to stop right here because the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, and here the word fear is used again. And that doesn't mean to dread God. It means deep affection with awe. Deep affection with awe and with love for the Lord. With awe and affection. This is a God that to know Him is to love Him. I came out of the, the, the 50s, uh, and when 50s music is playing, it takes me back to my early childhood and my early teenage years. And, and there was a song that came through the 50s and 60s that simply said, To know, know, know Him is to love, love, love Him. And I do. And I do. And to know the Lord is to love the Lord. We, we know that He's our Creator. He know, we know that He is our Judge. But we also know that He is our Savior and our Heavenly Father. And to know Him is indeed to love Him. And the more I know of Him, the more I love Him, and the more I love Him, the more of my devotion and my heart I want to give to Him, and the better I'm able to serve Him today. So many shall hear of God's goodness and mercy to the one who is being delivered, and they will fear, and they will too Put their trust in the Lord. They will have courage and hope in their heart. Because you see, God, friend, is no respecter of persons. He loves all of us as if there was only one of us. And friend, believe it or not today, right where you are, whoever you are, in spite of all you may have done, God loves you. That's why John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, the fallen world full of sinners and proud blasphemers, and yet for God so loved this old fallen, sinful, sin-filled world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. God loves you today. And He commended that love. The new covenant goes on to say, God commends His love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, friend, amen. Regardless of what you have done, regardless of how proud and, and how arrogant and how stubborn you have been, God gave His Son for you in that sinful condition. Because this love 
is not merited. This grace is unmerited. And that's why the mercies of the Lord are flowing to you and I today. So please stay tuned. You may be the one in the horrible pit. And maybe your own sin and your own foolishness, your own pride and your own folly has put you in that place of, of terrifying, terrible punishment and, and hopelessness. I want you to know because of His love, because He loves you today, because there is a Savior and a Deliverer available to you today, there is hope. For you, there are no, and I'm going to repeat this loud and clear. This year, I want to proclaim it through every avenue that is open to us. There is no, there are no hopeless cases. Because God is a God of hope. And He fills us with hope and believing, the Scripture said. So David said these words, and I want to read them again. I waited patiently for the Lord, Psalm 40. And he inclined unto me, and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Many shall see it, and fear, deep reverence with awe and affection, and shall trust in the Lord. You know, we have a saying in our congregation, let's praise His name and spread His fame. Hallelujah. And it's more than just a rhyming sentence. I really believe that God wants His people, His sheep, His children to know the joy of true victory so that His name may be glorified. He wants to deliver us from our enemies and circumstances so that His people might be blessed and His name might be exalted. If you want victory so that you can watch TV without pain or pressure to consume it on yourself, you have no real basis to expect an answer from the Lord. But if you want victory so that His name can be exalted through your help from Him, then get ready. Get ready for a breakthrough this coming year. If you want to see Him glorified more than you want to just get out of the trouble that you're in. Oh, by the way, you can have both. You can get help from God in your circumstance and bring glory to His name through that answered prayer. So if you're serious about answered prayer, Obtaining promises, overcoming enemies, shaking loose the chains of bondage, and living a life that testifies of God's greatness and His goodness, then God is seriously committed to blessing your life today. I'm so glad to be bringing you this good news in this bad news world. Number one, God wants to answer your prayer. He will never receive the glory that is due Him until His people begin to look to Him in faith, believe His word and His promises, and trust Him so that He can move in our life in such a way that glory will be brought, that others will hear of it, (laughs) and they shall fear the Lord and put their trust in the Lord. Amen. The psalmist said, I waited patiently in verse 1 for the Lord. 
and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. This word waited patiently doesn't mean to sit idly and not use our faith and not pursue him and not seek him. Waiting patiently doesn't mean taking a number, sitting down and, and humming the tune when the Lord gets ready, you gotta move. No, the Lord is ready, my dear friends, today. The Lord is ready. Not only is He ready, He's willing. And not only is He willing, He is able. Hallelujah to do abundantly above all that we think or ask according to the power that is in us. You know, back in the Old Covenant, the Bible said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that word wait in the Hebrew means to bind together by twisting. If you are going to take strands and make a strong rope out of it, you're going to have to weave them together. You're going to have to bind them together by twisting. It is actively pursuing God, actively looking to the Lord. Faith is something that is active and not passive in our life. So David said, I'm looking to the Lord. I am, I am praying to the Lord. I am trusting in the Lord. I'm actively trusting Him, looking to Him. I waited, therefore, patiently for the Lord. And He inclined unto me and heard my cry. Someone has truly said prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. It's laying hold on His willingness. This word inclined means to bend toward, to bend down, to turn. You see, prayer acknowledges our helplessness and God's greatness and goodness. I want to read another scripture out of Psalm 116. It says, I love the Lord because He hath heard my voice and my supplications. He hath inclined His ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. One translation said to that word inclined, He bends down and listens when I pray. We've got some little fellas and gals in our Sunday school department, and they always want to talk to the pastor at some point before or after the service. And they are so small. One little guy, he's such a tiny little guy, and he, he, he pulls either on my coat or he pulls on my pants leg because he wants to speak to me, but I'm way up there, and he's way down there. Not because I'm so tall, but because he's so small. And I always bend down to hear what he has to say. I bend down to listen. You see, the, the psalmist had an understanding of what happens when we pray. God loves us. And he is, he is enthroned high in heaven, but he is also very near to every one of us. That's why the psalmist in Psalm 46 1 said, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. And when he inclines his ear to us, he turns his ear to us, he indeed bends down. Hallelujah, to listen when we pray. Therefore, God wants to answer our 
prayer. Psalm 86, I want to read uh, several verses here out of Psalm 86. And it says, Bow down thine ear, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy, O thou my God. Save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful to me, O Lord, I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods, there is none like thee. I want to stop right here and say, there's all kinds of man-made gods, but there's only one God who made man. There is a true and the living God. And I know that every world religion claims that their God is the true and living God. But there is a prayer answering God. There is a God who manifests himself in answered prayer. So, so that's why the psalmist said among the gods, there's none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, uh, and glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus taught us about God's willingness to answer our prayers and the reason he's so eager to bless his children. In John 16, verse 24 through 27, the words of Jesus Christ. Listen carefully. He said in verse 24, hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. And that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Listen to verse 27. For the Father... Himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and believe that I came out from God. Ah, friend, we have God's ear, because we have His heart. The Father loves us. So let us pray in faith, for we know that God is listening. Let us wait in faith, that God will answer in His timing. Because God's delay is not necessarily His denial. That's why David said, I waited on the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't give up because you have prayed and there's no immediate answer. And don't give up because of feelings. Oh, sometimes I pray and I don't feel that that's power surging through me and I don't feel God that near me, especially when a crisis is occurring and and the, and my nerves or my emotions are so so absolutely uh ignited and inflamed 
But I can't lean to my emotions and my feelings. I have to know something. David said, when I pray, regardless of what I feel, don't wait for a liver shiver to convince you that God is hearing you, that God is listening to you. Let the Word be your witness. Let the truth about Him be your witness. Hallelujah. Don't wait for any feeling or sensation. You may get a feeling. You may have a sensation. But I, I believe most of the time when trouble comes, we're going to feel very, very uh, helpless and very, very small and very alone. And all that is, is a feeling. Have you ever heard one say, I prayed, but it seemed like, it seemed like, because of our sense knowledge, it seemed like heaven was brass. It seemed like heaven was so distant and, and God was aloof in His heaven and the doors were closed to us. That's only a feeling. That isn't a fact. I love the revelation that the psalmist had. He said, when I pray, when I pray, he hears me. He inclines His ear to me. You know, the Scripture said of our God, the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open to our cry. Praise God. Amen. I have seen some of the greatest answers to prayer when I didn't see any th changes immediately. In fact, I have seen things go in reverse to what I've been praying for. And it's nothing more than the enemy to get us to back off and to not stand on His promise and stand on His Word and, and claim what He has promised and purposed for us. I believe God wants to answer prayer. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't bother praying. How can we pray in faith if we don't believe that God wants to answer. You know, the Bible said in the New Covenant, and this is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petition that we have desired of Him. David didn't doubt. When he prayed in faith, in God believing, knowing God's promise and purpose for his life, that God would not leave him in a predicament, in a situation, in the miry clay of circumstance that he could not extract himself from, that God would come, and God would deliver him, and God would establish him, hallelujah, lift him literally out of the miry clay and put his feet upon a rock so that he didn't just slip right back in to that same circumstance again. Glory to God. We have God's ear, friend, because we have His heart. The Father loves us. So let us pray in faith and great confidence when we discover His will in His Word, for we know that God is listening. Let us wait in faith that God will answer in His timing. You know, we used to sing the song, The answer's on the way, this I know. Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. Our Heavenly Father <laughs> knows our need before we pray. And rest assured, the answer 
is on the way. Oh, friend of mine, I waited patiently for the Lord, David said, and he inclined his ear unto me. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petition. Praise God. God wants to answer prayer. It's a win-win for the Lord. It's a win-win for us. It's a win-win for God in this sense. When we pray and God answers and, and manifests His answer to us, His name is glorified. His name is magnified. His name is lifted up when prayers are answered. Praise God. When testimonies are given to His faithfulness, others will hear it, the psalmist said. And they will fear and they will put their trust in the Lord. It will be an encouragement to others when we hear the testimonies of those who have put their trust in God and God has come through in their behalf. Ah, friend, I want to be a living, breathing witness and testimony to God's faithfulness. We already have the testament in His Word. We need men and women, boys and girls, that are putting their trust in God, that are praying in faith, believing, because if we are praying according to His will, Jesus said, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Heretofore you've asked nothing. In my name ask, he said, that you might receive, listen to this, that your joy might be full. John 16, verse 24 through 27. Ask in my name. The Father loves you. The Father loves you. He loves you. That's why he bends down to listen when you pray. So if you feel like God is distant and you feel like heaven is brass and you see no evidence of the answer, don't let that sway you. Hallelujah. You have to know. You have to know. You have to know. Praise God that He hears you. And David said, you know something? When I pray, I know that God is listening. In fact, He inclines His ear to me. Praise God. We have His ear because we have His heart. And that's what Paul was talking about, to encourage our faith in Him, our trust in Him. He said in the New Covenant, if He loved us enough, and He did, if He loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son, how shall He not also with Him freely give us all things? Everything that He has purposed, everything that He has provided and promised in His Word as a result of the gift of Christ to us and the gift of Christ on the cross to suffer and die for us. Everything flows out of the gift of His Son. And Paul said, if He loved us enough to give us the greatest possible gift, the greatest possible expression of love that could ever be expressed, that He would give His Son and Christ would lay down His life. How will He not? How can we even doubt that He will hear us, that He will respond to us, that He will help us in the hour 
of our need. You know something? I don't make apologies for the promises of God in the Bible. We're in a kind of a spiritual dead zone, I believe, in this generation where we are not encouraging men and women, boys and girls, to believe God. We're not encouraging them. I've heard this over and over again uh, in hospitals and hospital rooms where doctors would say, don't get your hopes up. And I remember a counselor when I was praying for a a friend of mine that I went to a school with that had lung cancer from years and years of cigarette smoking and other things that was so detrimental to his health. And his, his, his counselor, counseling in a, in a group session with cancer patients, he says, he says, don't, don't get your hopes up, uh, that everything will be fine because we know that's not really the truth. Uh, don't let the doctors uh, get your hopes up and then have to drop you. Be open and honest to, to your prognosis. But he said, don't let them fill you with no hope either. And he closed this with prayer. You see, we need to get our hopes up today. We need uh, to get our hope in the Lord today. And we need to understand that God loves us with an everlasting love and with loving kindness. He draws each and every one of us today. And friend, wherever you are hearing this broadcast today, you may be in the miry clay. You may may be in a prison house of sin. But God loves you today. And if you will put your hope in Him, repent of your sin, receive Christ as your Savior, He will lift you out of the miry clay. He will deliver you. He will set you free. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.